Welcome to Focused on Forward. The purpose of this podcast is to focus on recovery from life situations, be it a disease, chronic or acute, perhaps the loss of someone so dear to you in death, or a change of life patterns that has affected you so profoundly that you have no choice but to find your new normal and become focused on moving forward. Each episode is designed to show the positivity that people bring to each and every one of their stories, the successes they've had, ways that they have become so definitively focused on moving forward. We look forward to sharing their stories, and we hope that they inspire you just as much as they have inspired us. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Good afternoon and welcome to Focused on Forward. Today I have the pleasure of introducing you to Tracy Lowry. Now perhaps you've already been listening to Tracy on her podcast called the Multiform PTSD Show. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, uh, I strongly recommend that you do. I was recently a guest on her show and had the pleasure of, of talking with Tracy and getting to know her a little bit. And so as much fun as I had talking with her on her show, I'm equally as thrilled to have her here on my show where we can talk a little bit about her backstory. You guys get to know her. And then we're going to talk about why you need to go listen to her show and why that's so important as well, the work that she's doing over there. So Tracy, thank you so much for being a guest today here on Focused on Forward. Oh, goodness. No, the pleasure is all mine. And I too had a great time when you were on our show and I'm excited for that to air, Um, but very honored and thankful to be here as well. Thank you very much. Oh, excellent. Excellent. My pleasure. So I'll tell you what, Tracy, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to turn the microphone over to you. I'll let you tell your story uh, of overcoming what you went through in your life and how you got to the point of being a podcaster. And then we'll kind of talk about your show a little bit after that. Okay. Okay. And I'll jump in and interrupt you every now and then with a question. So please do, please do. Um, in fact, I probably do better that way than just rambling on. So, so, you know, I, I don't know that I grew up any differently than most, um, as far as I remembered. Um, I, I just want to preface, I have a, I have a great family. I've got great parents and, and, and all of those things, but, um, a few, a few years back, um, I was, I was hiding from my trauma. Honestly, I was, I was okay. I'm fine. I'm great. I'm strong. And so many things had happened to me that I, I really didn't think it was any different than maybe normal. And so I just tried to push it over and push it over. And finally, um, I guess, to be frank, I had, a, I had, a, I had a mental breakdown and really wasn't sure I wanted to, to try anymore or um, get my, pick myself back up because I was done. Um, I was, I'm kind of an all or nothing person. Um, I used to be, I've, I've worked on that since, but before, um, I was go, go hard or go home. That was, that was very much me. And so, um, I went really, really hard and then I really, really stopped, um, for a while. And, um, I started off with a whole lot of victimization on my part and it was, why did I have to go through this? Why did I have to go through that? Um, why, why, why? And, you know, I guess to give a, maybe just a, a hint, um, I had been in very abusive relationships, okay. uh, physical, mental, um, sure. emotional, sexual, physical, you name it. It, it, it was there in multiple relationships. Sadly, I, I didn't learn the first time around. Um, so 
it, it just really wore on me and it was, it was tough. I, I also had to deal with, um, a major car accident, which left me with some brain injury issues and, um, a series of concussions that made things not any easier. Um, I was, I was raped when I was younger. I was molested when I was just a wee baby, not baby, I guess, toddler, um, and didn't remember it until just a few years ago. Um, while I was doing my healing, I started getting these flashbacks and I was like, wait a minute. And I was putting it together with real life things and it was real and woo, woo. I was already working through the traumas that I did know and remember. So then to throw that on top, I was like, what the heaven's sakes, um, yeah, that so had to be I did. quite the I, inrush, I would imagine. It was. It was. It it I call it like a bushwhack. It just like boosh. Um, because I was already working on some pretty tough things. Um so in in that, I, I that's kind of when I just looked up and was like, really? And I just kind of looked at the heavens and you know, I'm I'm a woman of faith, and um I just was like, why is this happening to me? Why me? Why do I have to go through all this? I know people who haven't had to deal with one of these things, let alone all of these things and people in my life and blah, blah, blah. And, but I wasn't blah, blah, blah at the time. It was sure. pretty, pretty friend of mine and my best friend um, for a really long time, since we were very young, um, she was dying of cancer and I went back to Michigan to visit her a few times and she was my near and dear friend and she knew my story up to that point and she said Tracy we need to write a book and I said about what and she said your life and I said oh that would be so fun and I kind of laughed about it and I was like no one would no one would believe me because I hit it all very well at the time sure. of course I thought um I was like no one would believe me everyone everyone thinks my life was pretty gravy and it wasn't um no one would believe me and she's like I don't care so we planned it out we wrote this book and I wrote my story and it was and I did it in a very therapeutic way I I told it the way I saw it the way it was and how I remembered it and I named names knowing that her job was going to be to kind of clean it up and <laughs> she was gonna, you know, t- change the names for me and make it so I still had family and friends when I was done with this book that I didn't want to hurt people, but it was my therapy. And we thought maybe we could, you know, help people out in the meantime. And so you were standing at passed. the, you were standing at the bridge with the gasoline and she was taking the gasoline out of your hands, basically. Well, no, I really, I had the gasoline, I threw it on the fire and then she had the extinguisher to take the fire out. <laughs> okay. That's a fair analogy. Okay. So, so yeah, really uh, yeah. a, a writer and editor relationship is what we have here between the two of you at this point. Yes. And, okay. and she was very well read and, and she knew my story. So she was a, it was a great mix and it was, it was a really great thing for us to do and work together. Um, and then she passed and no one could get in her computer and the story long story short was gone and um i was then grieving the loss of my best friend and um i was engaged at the time and he called it off the day of the wedding uh, like hours before oh wow and so i was just in the spiral and i was like you know what forget it i'm not doing this story it's not meant to be done and i kind of went into a dark place fast forward yeah it 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 was rough 
Um, cause I, I basically lost my two best friends within, I'm not sure it was a month apart. It was, it was pretty rough. Yeah. That's a lot to take in and on top I, of everything else you're already dealing with. Yeah. And I lost a, I lost a job and started a new one. I mean, all within like a four to six week period, it was like, boom, 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 boom. And I was just like, okay, oh, wow. I give. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's really when the, the darkness really kind of took over. I, I couldn't do it alone anymore. So, um, in fast forwarding, I, I had my breakdown. It was a really hard road and I had to switch my mentality from being the victim and why me, why did this happen? Um, I decided that's not what my friend, her name was Carrie. That's not what Carrie would want me to do. She was the sweetest, best person. Literally I knew in the whole world. And I knew that's not how she would want um, our legacy and her legacy to be right. left. And so um, I decided, okay, um, I have to continue this. So I, I sat down and I started writing this book again and, and I illustrated it. And there was another version that came to be, I was going to say out, it didn't come out. No one's going to read that version either. Um, but it was better. And I actually found out I could draw. I'm not great. No one else is going to buy my pictures by any stretch, but I could, I could get a point across. <laughs> right. So I illustrated the book and that was part of my therapy. And, and then that version was born. It has now um, grown into a workbook to actually help people convert their traumas to their triumph and to overcome their trials and, and things like that. So I think she's probably a whole lot more prouder of what it became than how it started, but I'm sure. Absolutely. Okay. So you went through the, the point of, of having the breakdown and having the realization that you had to do something with yourself that, you know, you, there was a, a transition there that had to, had to happen. How did that actualization happen for you? What was the point where you, where you said, okay, uh, Tracy, I have to be better for me. Um, it, I, I say, I would love to say it was this one thing, you know, one day it just clicked and everything just changed. And I was a completely different person. And, and, you know, this is what I did. I wish I could say that it was a process. Um, okay. I, at first, like I said, I wasn't sure I wanted to go on. I was, I was very close to suicidal. Um, and so at first it wasn't for me, it was for my son. Um, I was like, he deserves better than this. Um, I need to be here for him. And he was very little and you know, that this is not okay. And so for him, then I was like, I got to get myself at least pulled together enough that I can be a good mom and, mm -hmm. and things like that. So it started off that way. And then it kind of grew and developed. And I went, I had some good therapists and professionals and I had some bad ones. So if anyone out there is considering or has been suggested to them to see a counselor or professional, um, and you hear people that'll say, oh, don't, they're just a waste of time. Their mind was terrible, you know, not worth my time. Let me tell you, my first one was horrible, was not worth the time. And I never went back to that specific person because I could tell right off there were going to be more harm than good. So okay. unfortunately it's worth um, saying that you may have to look a little bit. First one did not pan out. I mean, he, he literally didn't even hear my story yet and said, 
um, that he had worked with POWs and there was nothing I could tell him that was going to be worse than anything he's already heard. So I needed to suck it up and that I was being a coward. Yeah, which is a great message from a counselor, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this was, by the way, the first, I mean, he, the only thing he knew was that I had just been in a really bad place. I, I So anywho, I was like, yep, this isn't going to work. And then, you know, I found a couple others and then I finally ended up with um, the people and my team, I call my, my angels that helped me now. And it, it took a little bit and it took a little bit. I was on, I was highly medicated for a while. I am very low medicated now. I'm very proud to say, but, but it's a process. It was, it was a process of the right people, the right formula. Um, I really dove into, I've always been kind of into the self-help world. Um, I'm, I'm a nurse. I started as a massage therapist. So that was kind of my thing Mm -hmm. anyway, um, was helping and helping myself and helping others, but I dove in even further because I was like, this healing needs to happen and it needs to happen now. And so, you know, I started, um, doing things like yoga and meditation. And so I, and I already said, you know, I wrote books and I, I drew, I, I just did anything I could to just keep, I call it leveling up. Mm-hmm. Um, at whatever point I was at, I, my goal was just one step up, because if you think about, if you are at the bottom of the barrel and you're in the darkest place to expect a flip overnight to then have an exciting life and be so happy, you're going to set yourself up for failure. You have right. to realize that it's a process and you, you just need to level up one step at a time and still realizing you're going to have bad days. And that doesn't mean that you're crazy. It doesn't mean that you're a no, bad person. No. It means you're human. Exactly. Everyone and, and, has those. And that's the thing. I, I think many times we get lost in the fact that, okay, so I've I've taken this step. I've gone and seen the counselor. I went and got the medicine. I'm having a bad day. And people, I think, sometimes, unfortunately, assume that that's a failure on their behalf. Uh, instead of realizing that yes. you are going to have a bad day and you need to allow yourself to have a bad day. And, and, and kind of the, the process that we do around our house is that, you know, okay, so you're having a bad day, have the bad day. That's okay. But tomorrow morning yes. when you wake up, it's time to start fresh. It's time to start new and it's time to, you know, dig in and, and, and channel positivity, you know? And so we, we yes. try to make sure that we don't have two bad days in a row. Sometimes that's out of your control, mm-hmm. even then, you know, whether you're going to have a, a good right. day consecutively or not. But you have to acknowledge that it's going to happen and you have to allow for it to happen as well. Yes. Yes. Um, what I like to say is, you know what, if you're have, if you're angry, if you're sad, if you're depressed, feel them. It's okay to be angry and sad and, and depressed and all of those things. It's Absolutely. okay. You're human. Just don't unpack and stay there. That's right. I like that. I like, oh, I like that. Don't, I'm gonna, <laughs> don't, go ahead and keep talking. I'm just writing that down. <laughs> not a problem not a problem so um it was kind of a process and you know I had a lot of a lot of support from you know loved ones in my circle family friends um things like that so it it kind of took a village but yet it kind of really came from I had to pull it out of myself um because I'm, I'm also a huge believer in surrounding ourselves with people who are going to be our tribe, who are going to be supportive and helpful and, and know when you need kind of the kick in the butt and when you need just a little bit of a little bit of love and support. Um, that being said, I think we need to try and not depend on that. 
Right. Um, because what happens if, I mean, that person was my, was my friend Carrie and she passed away. So that really, not only was I grieving the loss of my friend, I was like, okay, now who's my person who, you know, I lost kind of that person that helped keep me on track. Um, and that's my bad because I didn't do it well enough for myself. I depended too much on, on outside sources. So it takes a village, but you also need to be able to be self-reliant in, in your own happiness and your own mental health, for sure. Oh, I agree. I, you know, and I, you, you use that phrase, it takes a village. I think, I think it's interesting that sometimes we use these, these sayings that are, are kind of commonplace, like it takes a village because, it, mm. but you know, the reason why those, those sayings are said is that there's accuracy to them. It does take a village. It does take more than one person to kind of help us through our, our trials and tribulations. Yes, we have to do the work, mm-hmm. but it's okay right. to have a reliance on someone else to kind of help lean on when we're weak, when we aren't as strong as we could or, or should be. And I think it's important for us to recognize that. And the other saying that I like that's kind of akin to that is Rome wasn't built in a day. You can't expect, mm, yes. you can't expect things to be better the next day because I, well, I did this today. So tomorrow has to be better. Tomorrow has to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, because that's right. not life. It's just, that's just not how life works. Right. Okay. So out of your therapy, what was, so I, I took a couple lessons from my therapist, that, a couple of things that, that she recommended to me that I use on a daily basis that helped me to continue to be focused on forward. What are, what was a lesson that you learned from your therapist that you use on a regular basis? Oh, goodness. There was a lot. Um, one of them was the, was the, um, I have, I have a picture, but, um, for, for my book, I actually just did it last night where there's steps and there's different emotions on the, on the steps. And, you know, the bottom is grief and guilt and shame. And at the top is, you know, enlightenment and love, and there's everything in between there. And it was basically just focus on getting to the next step. Um, again, going back to, you can't just do it overnight and get to the top of the stairs from the bottom of the stairs. It's just not practical to expect that. Um, What else? Um, You know, I think one of the most helpful things she did was help me. And I'm sure it's different for everyone, but help me find the things that did that quicker for me, that can get me out of the funk quicker, that can um, be a quick vibration energy picker upper for lack of a better okay. term. And no, I'm not talking about drugs and I'm not talking about alcohol or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is not encouraged for to help for those things. <laughs> um, but for me, um, just going for a walk outside with barefoot, obviously when it's not snow on the ground, um, but just being outside and getting some fresh air, 15 minutes and it can really uplift my mood. Um, what music I listen to. Um, I now have a playlist on Spotify that is what I call it level up because it's, I, if I just need kind of a pick me up, I need something to get me out of a funk. Um, I'll turn that on, put it on shuffle, listen to a couple songs and instantly I'm up a couple steps on those emotional ladders. Um, I have one I call the chair dancing playlist. Chair dancing playlist. I love it. Well, because I, unfortunately, I, I, I spend a lot of time uh, in, in my life here 
uh, what kind of, I call it glued mm -hmm. to a chair uh, because I'm mm. either designing a logo for somebody, I'm doing something online, right. or I'm sitting here talking mm -hmm. to awesome people like yourself. Uh, and each one of these things requires a chair. So, um, mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a running joke from when I was a kid. Uh, I could dance as long as I wasn't standing. If I was sitting down, I had rhythm, I could move. I tried to engage my legs and it just, uh, yeah, I had multiple left feet. So it wasn't a good thing. So I just call it the chair dancing playlist, but it's all upbeat. It. It's all upbeat, encouraging songs and, you know, something mm -hmm. that you can, you know, bob your head and your shoulders too, as you're kind of sitting here doing, you're doing your work, kind of get your jam on. You yes. Know? Yes. Um, I also drive to it sometimes if I'm like starting to like nod off and mm -hmm. drive to it and it just wakes me up. There you go. So, Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So it just, it just really depends on, I, I don't think it's the same for everyone, but just finding those couple things that you can do quickly, um, no matter where you are, whatever situation you're in that you can just turn on your phone, put on your headphones, listen to a song, boom, it's done. Go out for a walk for, on your lunch break, just whatever it is, make sure it's quick and easy and accessible, um, just to help, help start that process of lifting up. Excellent. Those were probably some of the most helpful. Okay. All right. So we've, we've talked about your, your traumas, the things that you went through. We've talked about how you went through counseling and how you got to that point. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about how you got to the point of deciding that, you know what, I need to sit in front of a microphone and talk to other people. How did that decision come about? We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. And now back to focused on forward. <laughs> um, and, and how bad, how enough, big was the bet that you lost? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I lost big. No, um, I actually, um, you know, technology and the internet and social media is a great thing. Um, I got a friend that was in the podcasting business and he um, was kind of watching me on my journey on social media. And he was like, you know what? You sound like you have an interesting story. I have a podcast. Um, would you be on it? I was like, yeah, sure. Like I was not in as good of a place as I was now, but I was doing better. And I was like, yeah, sure. And that went really well. And then about a year later, he said, Hey, I'm doing kind of a reunion, um, few episodes, kind of a, where are they now thing? Will you come back and, and give us an update on how you're doing? And so I did, and that went really well. And then he turned off the recording thing and he, um, basically said you need to do this and I was like do what like I what and he goes you should do this you should do podcasting and I was like what had never considered it never considered it um hadn't even thought about it and I was like why would I why why would anyone listen to me like I'm, I'm just a regular person you know and he was like that's exactly why people would listen because you're like everyone else um, as far as relatable, you know, not right. this big celebrity trying to sell books or things like that. Right. You're and not trying like, to sell well, something. You're just trying to share the stories. Right. Exactly. And so I was like, I guess he's like, it's very therapeutic. And so I was like, oh, I'll think about it. And then um, a couple of weeks later, he kind of shot me some information of like places that you know, platforms for podcasters and how to start one-on-one and just kind of started sending these things to me. And finally I was like, okay, I'll try a couple. We'll see how it goes. And the rest is history. I'm on working on season two, which, you know, cause you were 
um, you're on my show now Yay. too. And I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, that it really was no shocker to anyone else more than me <laughs> that I got into this world. <laughs> okay. So other than me, who was your favorite guest? See what I did there? Oh, Sorry, yes. Yes. No, give yourself that plug. Absolutely. Oh, man, that's hard. See, somebody asked me that question before, and I thought it was a highly unfair question, and I should ask another podcaster. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, in all honesty, it's, some, you know, it's like uh, a parent saying, you know, asking a parent, well, which one's your favorite child when you love them all? And I've, I've enjoyed every single guest that I've had on my show, and, and they've all had stories mm-hmm. that have been so enlightening and inspiring and 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 trying to pick a favorite out of them you know I, it's easier for me to say what points i like from this, from certain people than i liked this mm-hmm. interview more than somebody else's yeah but i need you they, to say which one you like the best no i'm just kidding gosh um, <laughs> darn it because no. i love them i i mean obviously i love them all sure. um, and like you said for different reasons because I mean, the, the top few that come to mind are for very different reasons. And so it's like, you know, what do you love more? Ice cream or pizza? Well, I love them both. It depends on what mood I'm in. Exactly. That, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Can I just, we can, can take I not a pass. answer that one? We cannot answer that one. That's fine. We can take a, we can take a pass yeah. on that because I, I'm going to oh. plead the fifth. <laughs> no, that's fine. Because I, on the other podcast that I was on, I took, I uh, did the same route. I was like, well, I can't really pick because it, it's not fair, honestly. Like yeah, I said, it's it's yeah. an unfair question. And I knew that going into it, but I just wanted to see what you'd say. So congratulations, yeah. you passed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you took yourself out of the running. So what was I supposed to say? Well, yeah, well, <laughs> that was just my own ego playing into it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, but you, you've had, you know, you said you're into season two. How many episodes are, are you in so far in total? Well, none of it has aired yet. Um, I have been you mean of just You mean just of season two, correct? Yes. Okay, so season yes. one has so aired. Season two. Yeah. Oh, yes. There's 45 um, episodes of season one. Okay. I was there. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I listened to a couple of them. I I just wanted to make sure I hadn't listened yes. to them. Yeah. So, the okay. What, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. Season one is out and great. Um, I like to say... But, you know, this year's host, which is still me, um, is much more experienced, um, <laughs> got some better quality, learned from, you know, School of Hard Knocks. Um, so it's it's going to be a lot better than last year, although I obviously loved and appreciate everyone who was a part of last year, too. But this we, we're stepping it up this this season. So I'm, I'm really excited. Had great guests like yourself, obviously. So how can it go wrong? There you go. Okay. So let's ask you, I want to ask you a non-podcast related question. Then we'll come back to your podcast because this one just kind of popped in my head. Sure. So Mm -hmm. now for me, music has always played a very big role in everything that I do. I've always joked that my life has a soundtrack. Everything I do is is music related. I do too. Yeah. I, you know, I always wanted to have like entrance music when I came into a room and you know, that, uh, (laughs) like Darth Vader, he, 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 he may be the bad guy, but he's got a theme song you know yes he does um, he does everyone knows he's coming in from the exactly music. so there but there's always certain things that like you mentioned going outside and you mentioned um you know some different things is there a specific website though that you would go to at times now so for me and the reason i asked that is that i have a couple that i would go to um but i'm also very mm-hmm. sports heavy 
Uh, and so I would go check mm -hmm. out like ESPN and I would honestly, when, if I was feeling, and, and this might be like, this is the weirdest ad admission that I think I probably ever made online is that I would go to ESPN and I would, I would just scroll through and read a random stories about what people were doing and how, how they were doing and what they were doing and why they were doing, because it was a distraction uh, mm -hmm. from everything else that may have been going on. Uh, between that and video games, it's kind of what kept my sanity while my daughter was in the hospital. So mm, was there ever a website or if it's not a website or was there a book that you went to when you would say, you know, when music just wasn't going to be able to be used at that moment? Very good question. Very good question. Um, I would say there was a couple things because when I was at my lowest of lows, um, my, my brain was not working well enough. I really could hardly read. And I don't mean I couldn't read, but my brain was not able to focus um, and make any sense of it. So I just, I really didn't there for a while. So when I was in those modes, um, I too actually went to ESPN, but I didn't read, I watched. I would watch, um, or YouTube and watch, you know, inspirational stories about, of course, Tom Brady, because we all know that I'm almost obsessed with him um, but his comeback story and how people really just counted him out and he's he's really made something of himself and I love the Cinderella stories um, you know March Madness is coming up I don't know when this is going to air but you know there's always the Cinderella stories the the bracket busters um, I would kind of focus on those because I needed that inspiration from people right. that I knew had already done it um, so that that was I would say that's one of mine um, I read a lot of, um, self-help books and, um, like energy healing books. Okay. Um, I know that's not everyone's cup of tea, but Carol Tuttle, and I can't think of the book title right now, but it was written by Carol Tuttle and it's about chakras. And it's really just about different ways to kind of balance, balance our energy systems and, and, you know, the kind of the symptoms that this system's off or this chakra is off and, and how to, how to help it. Actually, the color yellow <laughs> was actually one of the um, things that I learned from it that I needed more of in my life. And so ironically enough, maize and blue is Michigan colors. So when I started going into branding and things like that, here are my colors. Um, there but, you go. But it wasn't just the Michigan thing. It was, it was also, and my nails, I have, my nails are yellow a lot of the time. Yes, they just, are. Just to kind of pick me up. Um, it's just sure. something little I can do okay. that, that I can do. Um, and the other thing, um, I love listening to Tony Robbins. Okay. I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan. So I would watch him online. I would, um, watch, he has a thing on Netflix now. Um, I just like how he's just very no nonsense. Um, very straightforward. Yeah, very straightforward. And and I, I need that sometimes. I need the the whap in the back of the head with love mm -hmm. sometimes. So I, I get that. <laughs> I get that. I'm a I'm a very straightforward person and I don't like guessing games. So it's easier for me if mm -hmm. if somebody has something to say and you know, whether I'm whether I'm asking for the advice or it needs or the advice needs to be given. Uh um, uh -huh. it's just easier for somebody to say, all right, this is what it is. And I think that, that guys like Tony Robbins are, are kind of like that. It's just, okay, here's what it is. And so I, I kind of, right. uh, I can, I can identify with that. All right. So let's yeah. go back to your podcast for a moment here and let's talk about, um, you know, we talked about that you're into season two and, and so 
the name multiform PTSD, where did that come from and, and why did you settle on that? Um, I was, I was kind of doodling one day and probably online and where it comes from basically is PTSD has no uniform. It has many different looks. It can come many different ways. So multiform because PTSD has no uniform. So because a lot of my show focuses on non-military PTSD, that being said, I just recorded one with a veterinarian or uh, a vet that um, was in the military and, and serves in different ways. And so it's not completely non-military, but that's kind of my sure. focus. Okay. When I'm speaking because that's what I can, that's what I can attest to. Um, and so a lot of people, when they think of PTSD is military and going to war. In fact, when they first told me I had PTSD, that was my first reaction. And I'm a, I'm a flipping nurse. I was like, I was never at war. I'm on the military. How do I have PTSD? Like, I just didn't understand until I was in the middle of it. So um, just kind of to bring that awareness that it doesn't all happen from the same thing. Everyone's looks different. There's no uniform. Um, and really there shouldn't be a uniform way of healing either. Um, I like to have a structured healing guide, but everyone's going to be a little bit different. So right. that's then why I wrote the book that I did, because uh, I wanted the structure for everyone, but everyone's going to look different. And so it's a, it's multiform, not a uniform. I like that. That's good. All right. So you keep mentioning this book and I, I'm pretty sure I've missed it somewhere, but is there a way for people to see the book or is that still in process? Mm -hmm. It is still in process. Actually, later today, I'm talking to my um, cover artist, and he's going to do the internal layout for the book. So it's it's not out yet, but soon. Okay. I can't tell the date yet because we Fair haven't. Enough. I, we have to still talk, but it will be on my website. So okay, which is tracylowry.com. So Perfect. when it's available, and I'll have you know, I'll have things posted when it, when it'll be launched, but it'll be on my website when it is. All right. Excellent. We'll keep an eye for that. Okay. So Tracy, I have two questions that I ask every single guest. And so it is time for me to ask these of you. So looking back over the course of, of your life's history, what is the greatest lesson you have learned? Oof. One. Well, you can get more than one, but I, yeah, I usually just ask for one, but. Right. No, I, I understand. I would have to say one of the, I'll give you two. One of them is the importance of boundaries. Okay. Um, I know it's just, that's kind of weird to have that beat, but I grew up, bless my mom's heart, love her to death. She's a very kind, loving woman. And I just want to say that first, but boundaries was not her forte. It is not her strength. And so it wasn't something I grew up learning very well and it got me in trouble. Um, it caused a lot of issues in my life and I won't go into that, but, Fair um, but I learned as I started learning more about boundaries and how to set them and keep them. And it actually, I always thought it thought of them almost like walls, like build the walls. It keeps everyone out, keeps me in. And that just, I didn't, I didn't want to ruin relationships like that. Well, actually come to find out it actually made the relationships that I had better because I wasn't in my head building everything up and getting mad about things. And they were stepping over my boundaries like crazy, but they had no idea because I didn't say anything until all of a sudden, boom, they're way past the boundaries. 
I'm blowing up fuming. And they're looking at me like, what is your problem? I like, cause they had no idea. So, you know, in, in making those well-known and defined, it actually made those relationships better. And the more I practiced that, the more I was like, holy cow. Yep. Like it didn't make my relationships worse. It made them better. So I would say that's one of them. And, and boundaries are never, um, rude or disrespectful. I have to say that because some people say, I'm just doing my boundaries and that they use that as an excuse to be maybe harsh and, and brutal. Right. That's not necessarily a boundary. So, you know, there, there's more on that, but that's one of the lessons I learned. The other one was to listen to my inner soul. Um, and, you know, I, like I said, I'm a, a woman of faith. So, you know, my spirit, you know, have my, my God, you know, what he's saying, what my intuition is telling me, I need to listen to that more than the critics. And that included the critic in my own head because mm -hmm. I was my worst critic still am. Um, probably always but will be. I needed to listen. Yeah, probably. Um, but I needed to listen to those voices and not so much the critics, whether it be outside the head, inside the head, um, that I am way more capable than I have given myself credit for. And many other people in my life have given me credit for, um, I'm a whole lot more capable than including myself. A lot of people realize. And so once I started listening to that and, and realizing that things have really, really gotten better for me in my life and things have just opened up. So I would say those were probably the, those are the two I'll, I'll pick. Okay. I think those are good choices. I like them. All right. So our second question, which is closely akin to the, to the first one, mm -hmm. looking back again over your life's course, what is the single greatest piece of advice you've been given? Ooh, I'm kind of surprised this is what popped in my head, but I'm going to go with it. Okay. Um, when I, when I was younger, I was a figure skater. And so this piece of advice actually came from my father. Don't tell him. If you know my dad, don't tell him that I told you that this was my biggest piece of advice that I ever got. No, I'm just kidding. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, he, I, I had just had a really bad day and I had fallen a lot. And so I was kind of like gingerly walking up the stairs, clearly was pretty sore and in a lot of pain. And I remember sitting down at the dinner table with ice packs, literally wrapped around my hips um, to eat. And he was like, did you fall a lot today? And I just kind of looked at him like, yeah obviously. And he went, good. Well, teenager, redheaded teenager, Tracy was what good. Well, how is this good? I mean, I, I, I didn't take it very well at first, but then he said this and it has really resonated with me. He said, if you're falling, that means you're trying something new. You're trying something different. If you're not falling, you're not trying to, to grow. You're not trying to expand yourself at all. You're just staying where you're at. So you're working to get better. So I applaud that. Now, if I'm being honest, I did not find it wise in my teen years. <laughs> I would gather not. No. <laughs> um, if I'm being completely honest, but the older I got, the more I see myself actually using that piece of advice. Again, don't tell my dad. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I use that a lot, you know, and, and so that kind of gives me the strength to go out and try new things. I mean, to, tr to do a podcast. Right. What? That was never in the cards for me, but I was Same. like, you know what? Why not? So it, it just kind of has gotten me this far so far. And so who knows how far it'll 
where else it'll get me, but it's worked good so far. All right. Well, those are very good. I like both of those actually. Very nice. All right. So Tracy, tell everyone where they can find out more about you and your podcast, please. Yeah. Um, really my website is really a good central hub, which, uh, again is tracylowry.com. Um, you can get to everything from there. My social media, I have a YouTube page. Um, I would like to plug to stay away from the multiform PTSD platforms because I'm kind of going away from those. I'm putting all of that onto my Tracy Lowry branding stuff. So it's all in one place. So I would just look up my name. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it a whole lot easier and and everything is still there. Um, So, but just searching my name on, on social media, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and I just started a Twitter, but I don't do anything on it yet. So (laughs) understood. It takes a while on, on the Twitter. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Excellent. Well, guys, this is Tracy Lowry. Uh, you hear what she can talk about, how she talks about things. She's very down to earth, very open, honest, and, and frank in, in her thoughts and feelings about things. And that's one of the things I, I really enjoy, honestly, about Tracy uh, is her directness and the way she speaks. If you're interested in finding more about her, please check out tracylowry.com. That's T-R-A-C-Y. L-O-W-R-Y.com, TracyLowry.com. And you can find out everything about her, her show, Multiform PTSD. You're going to want to check that out. You're going to want to subscribe, give her her listen. Trust me, I am a subscriber. You're going to love it. So, uh, but check it out. (laughs) Uh, Really good, really good person here uh, for us all to to kind of listen to and, and, and the way that she deals with and talks with her guests. And as having been a guest on her show, I can tell you that it's a, a pretty comfortable experience. So, Um, But Tracy, thank you for coming here today and and taking a little time to talk with us here on Focused on Forward. Thank you so much for having me. It was truly a pleasure. Excellent. Excellent. All right, guys. Well, that's going to conclude us today. Thank you for listening to Focused on Forward. Well, that concludes another episode of Focused on Forward. To be a guest of Focused on Forward, you can reach us through Twitter at podcastfof through our Facebook page named Focused On Forward or through email focusedonforward at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing each and every one of your stories that has yet to be told. So until then, be safe, be kind, and be loving to one another as you stay focused on forward.